Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Um, how many were at the nine o'clock just by a show of hands? Oh, look at all. Oh, I love it. Repeat offenders. I love it. See, God doesn't like just weekend visitation. He likes full custody. And like we got some full custody people up in here. I love this. Um, hey, before I speak, um, where's that woman that was up here? Augusta. Augusta? Is there an Augusta? Augusta, where are you? She was hiding. Um, I just wanted to say this to you real quickly. I was pretty on in the first service, huh? Some pretty good, accurate words and stuff in pretty neat things. Um, that there's surplus and there's surprise awaiting you. There's surplus and surprise awaiting you. And the cost of the sacrifice will be overwhelmed with the reward that shall be brought into your hands. For you'll look back even in the month of November and see in a short amount of time the surplus and the surprise that I'll bring to you and I'll reward you in this very thing. I wanted to say that to you, so and that's cool. Is there a Brent in here? A Brent, a Brent, a Brent, a Brent? Okay. All right. What's that? No, no, I'm not going to fish like that. No, it wasn't that. I just had an idea that there was somebody named Brent uh, in, my, in here. And we were on with all those names in the front, so that's an idea came to my mind. I want to uh, honor my wife for being with me today. Katrina, stand up. She usually is taking care of the fort, but she's with me on this trip, which is awesome. Been all over the world, up and down, everywhere, and uh, for 25 years. So this will be 25 years this year, and so this is really fun to do this with my wife. My little girl's loving church here. How awesome. And I uh, also want to uh, give a shout-out to our pastors. How many grateful for Colin? Come on. I'm Alyssa Higginbottom, the leader of leaders. They introduced me to Awaken Church, speaking at their business, Pathfinders. I had never seen anything like that in the church world. I've done all kinds of corporate events and things for fortune companies. Still do a tremendous amount. Half of my life is in the business world. And, uh, and I went into a church business thing called the Pathfinders. And I had no idea what to expect. And I went in at 7 in the morning, over 1,000 people, the most professional excellent, committed people who wanted to build business, sharpen themselves economically, their influence. And I was blown out of the water. The guy that travels with me is a psychologist. His name's Ben. And he goes, I've never been to anything like this. This was incredible. The excellence and the integrity and the strength and just the, just the way it was done. It was, and I, I speak of some pretty cool things, but nothing was like that. It didn't hit that, that zenith, that peak. And so I was just overwhelmed by it. I go, we got to find out what church this really is. And it ended up being awakened, and then over the last five years, had a chance to speak quite a bit at the campuses. But thank you guys for just being leader of leaders. It's your, I, when you talk to your pastors, it's their dream to see yours come to pass. And 
it's easy to say that from a stage, but to see people that committed to it and invested in it and put themselves on the line for other people, that's the kind of people, if I was living in this state, I'd put myself under their leadership. Incredible pastors, and I genuinely say that, for real. And because of that, I got to know your pastor so well, you're going to Leanne Matesius. Oh, my gosh, they're good looking, too. I don't know what vitamins they take, but I need to get me on some of them. I don't know if it's a direct selling company or what, but I need to, like, some essential oil. Um, but I love your pastors, and we loved them so much, and we saw so much integrity. Uh, gifting does not mean a person's mature. Character reveals maturity. There's a lot of gifted people that treat people horribly. And the integrity and the way that they treated people and handled money and handled people, we had not seen that. So we decided about a year ago, we said, we would love you to be our covering, be our pastors. And we give, we tithe, we're a part of our church. So this is cool. I'm in one of our churches today. This is really cool. So all that being said, let's get ready to go. Uh, are, we, are we ready to go? Is Colin here with us? Or he, he's DNA, like I said. All right, if you have your Bible, take it out. If you have your phone, take it out. Hebrews chapter 11, it's on the right-hand side. For those of you who don't know, it's on the right-hand side. Uh, I've been asked so many times why I use the Bible. I told it in the 9 o'clock. Tony Robbins asked me, he goes, what, at dinner, he goes, why do you use the Bible? He goes, what are you using to get your results? And I said, I use the Bible. I didn't want natural results. I wanted supernatural results. I didn't want to build my life on something trendy, something just you know, world pop psychology. I want to, not on something fad. I wanted to build it on something eternal truth that can change my life. I remember, um, how many of the actor Kevin Hart? You guys know, a very, very funny comedian. Kevin came to Hollywood, and when he was in Hollywood, he was struggling to pay his rent. And so he got in a real tough bind, and he kept calling his mama, and he goes, Mama, Mama, I'm going out for all these auditions. I keep getting rejected, and I need money to pay my rent. I need pay money to pay my rent. And his mom said, go read your Bible. Oh, Mom, I already read that. I don't need to read my Bible. He says, then don't call me. After you read your Bible, call me. The next month, Mom, I'm behind. I'm really in trouble. This went on for five and a half months. And finally, I'm being evicted, Mom. If I don't come up with this, I need some help. I need some strength. Have you read your Bible, Kevin? He goes, yeah, I read it. And, she, and he says, well, what did you discover? Oh, you didn't discover. I'm not, nothing, Mom. I need help. I need real money right now. I need help. She says, go read your Bible, and you can call me back. He went. He goes, fine. I'll go open the flipping Bible. And he went and opened the Bible, and there were six months of rent checks hiding in the Word that he was struggling and tormented and freaking out, and his provision was in the Word, but he never opened the Word. He never, never got the provision. That was good, huh? That was good. Hebrews chapter 1, uh, 11, verse 1, and I'm going to jump to 6, then 32, 34. You're going to love today. Touch the person next to you. Say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Something good is going to happen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Let me just keep reading. Verse 2. By faith, the elders of old, they obtained a good report. By faith, verse 3, we understand that the worlds, they were framed by the word of God. So things that we see were not made of things visible. Switch down to verse 6. By faith, without faith, excuse me, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe he exists, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. How many people are still seeking him in here today? Come on. You got a promise that he is a rewarder of you because you're seeking him. If you say, I don't need rewards, what you're really saying is kind of spitting on God. I don't need your help. 
I want rewards. Come on. He, he, he blessed the reacher. He blesses a seeker. If you're a seeker, you go after him. Come on. There's rewards. You'll discover things. He doesn't hide things from you. He hides things for you. And if you'll seek, you'll find. Come on. Verse 32 says this. Uh, what time, what, what more should I say? Time would fail to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms. Through faith, they worked righteousness. Through faith, they obtained what was promised over their life. Through faith, they stopped the mouths of lions. That's cool. Stop. By faith, they quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. By faith, their weaknesses were turned to strength. Isn't that powerful? What I love is that none of them started out strong. They all started out weak. I like to say God takes shaky people and gives them sturdy projects. The fact that he calls you, the call's way bigger than who you are. It's in a size too big, so you have to grow into it. Come on. And it will make you say, how can that be pulled off? It's going to take God. You can't do it by yourself. So even though he might reveal it, you got to stay connected for him to pull it off. Through faith, their weaknesses were turned to strength, or out of weakness were made strong, one translation said. And they became powerful in battle. I love that. One, one translation says, heroic in conquering the enemies that were against them through faith. The title of my message today is Faith Works. Someone say, Faith Works. Faith say like you got energy. Say, Faith Works. Faith I love this. Faith is powerful. It can change your life. Faith can change your world. Uh, the scripture puts it this way. And let me give you a couple reference points so you know I'm talking out of the Bible and not just inspiration. He, uh, Ephesians 2.10 says, you are saved by grace through faith. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, we have a spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. In other words, faith only works when you believe and speak. If you don't speak, the spirit of faith don't work. The Bible says, 1 Timothy 6.12, we fight the good fight of faith. Come on. The Bible says, by faith, we please God. The Bible says the righteous, four different times in the Bible, Habakkuk, and it says it in Romans 1.17, Galatians 3, and Hebrews 10.38. It says this, that the righteous will live by faith. And the word live by is the word cheah in the Hebrew language. It means to recover health and enjoy their life and flourish by faith. That ought to give you a lot of little credit right there. Your faith can work for you. Jesus in Luke 18 says, I'm coming and I'm looking for faith. I'm looking for faith, not a perfect performance. I'm looking for faith. Maybe that's why in the Old Testament it says the eyes of God would run throughout the planet looking for someone whose heart was leaning in faith toward him. He's looking for someone. Anticipation's power. Most people come into places in life and they live it reactive. They're waiting on for something to happen. They're waiting for joy to happen to them. And actually the word enjoy means to bring joy to something rather than get joy from something. Let me just use that right quick. Are you waiting on somebody else to bring you joy, an employer to bring you joy, a society to bring you joy, a president that can't ride a bicycle named Biden to bring you joy? Who are you waiting on to bring joy to your own life, or do you bring joy to something? 
Are you waiting for a church to bring you joy? Are you waiting for a spouse to bring you joy? If they are, then you'll measure your life's enjoyment by how much they do. Now you're grading them and you'll manipulate them. You can't love them anymore. You measure it by what have you done for me lately? Do, 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 do. Ooh, yeah. That's not the gospel. That's Janet Jackson. Come on, somebody. I'm going to stay on point, but let me just help you here real quick relationally just for a minute. If you want to just change everything about your relationships, because what you misdiagnose, you mistreat them. And if you misdiagnose that that person is responsible for your joy level, and let me say, the only thing that the devil's after, your joy level, because if he steals your joy, he steals your strength. The quality of your joy level is the quality of your strength level. Therefore, he condemns you to steal your joy, because once he takes your freaking joy, he's got your strength. You're weak. And where does he go the most? Your inner relationships. This isn't in my notes, but this is free of charge. Come on, this is good. One thing quickly that will help you, that I'll take with you, and I'm going to get back to my message, is this. Trade your expectations for appreciation, and all your misery will stop. If my expectations for my wife are so high that she has to hit this for me to feel good in our relationship and for me to feel okay and strong, now I have to always grade her. Is she hitting that? There's no way for me to love her. I now manipulate her, and I use her to meet my own needs, and I'm in a relationship to get, not to give. As a result, I've exchanged love for lust. Why? Because love gives and lust takes. As God's people, we're known by our love. Love must begin with me. Come on, somebody. This is free of charge before I speak. Plus, your faith only works through love. Oh, that's good right there. Amen, white boy. You go. Hey, come on. My faith works through love. In fact, if you really wanted to have a great faith life, anybody want to have a great faith life? quickest way to have a great faith life is stop trying to build faith and focus on how much God loves you because faith only works through love. When you try to focus on building more faith, the focus is all on you. But if you focus on how much God loves you, faith is easy. Faith comes when you focus on how much God loves you. Oh, did you catch that for a minute? Most people, that's why the enemy works to condemn you and see you through false flaws and failures. Because according to Solomon, that oppression will unlock and ravel your reasoning so you don't see right. Your perspective becomes a prison rather than a passport. Anybody with me out here? You all right? This is, this is a little bit different than what I had up there, but it's all right. I'll go with it. Watch it. Hey, come on. But when you get back to the idea of how much God loves you, that's one of the best things in the world. I remember a point being a speaker, being anointed on a stage. And if you know many of the things that we, you can see online, many deaf people have never heard in their life. I put my normal, tangible hand that's done a lot of bad things before I knew Jesus and put them in deaf people's ears and their ears open. Blinded eyes. I'm, that's, I'm not on Christian TV. I've done it on MTV. I did it with the CNN people a couple weeks ago. I've done it at the White House cripple people. The boy with cerebral palsy. Uh, seven weeks ago at Awaken Campus, you can go watch it online, 15-year-old boy with cerebral palsy interrupted my meeting. A little boy in his wheelchair walked up in the middle of the meeting. We had so many people, and that's what's about to happen to this campus. You watch where you are by March of next year. There'll be so many people that we're going to have to start making plans. And I'm not saying that just by faith. I'm speaking that. 
You watch what's going to happen. You have no fleeking. We had so many people, the kids sit on the front row. They come to hear Uncle Rex. 15-year-old kid with cerebral palsy up there, and he walked in with a wheelchair, and he starts to walk through the exit door on my left. And they make a room for him, and he walks up in the middle of me. He goes, Mr. Rex, I came to get healed. And he, I go, you couldn't wait till the end of the meeting? He goes, no, right now. Are, are you for real? He goes, yeah, you're talking about Jesus. I love him. I'm like, let's freaking go. Let's go for it. Why did Jesus always attribute most people's healing to not to his faith and his power, but to other people's faith? The woman with the issue of blood, your faith has made you well. Blind Bartimaeus, your faith has made you well. The guys that broke open a roof, your faith has made you well. To people that were always around, he was always attributing their breakthroughs to their faith, not his. Faith is a force that can work for you. Come on. There's a reason why it talks about it over and over, and that's the only thing that pleases God. And this little boy stand up there, and I go, do you know something for a minute? Do you know that God thinks you're just amazing? He goes, yeah, I know that one. He, I go, he, and he smiled. He smiled really big. He goes, he loves you. He goes, yeah, I got that. And I go, okay, then give me your, wheelchair, your walker, and I'm going to have somebody else. Are you willing to trust me? You can hold my hand to start. Okay, but I've never done that before, but okay, I'll do it. All right, let's go for it. Come on, because sometimes you have to do what you've never done to get what you never got. Your similarity will create comfort, but your different will create rewards. Oh, man. Let me come in and do like two nights of just calling, and I work on it. I don't even want any money. Just bring me. Let me come and just pour in. I want to pour into this area because something's going to happen here in June. Listen to me for a minute. I prophesy something's going to happen in June of 2024. Something significant's going to happen in this state. And the people of God, there's going to be a disruption in the way things have been that have done in this state. But in the June of 2024, that says the Lord is going to talk through my mouth here for a minute. The June of 2024, there's going to be a disruption in this state. And God, you're going to find there's going to be an economic transfer and things that are going to happen within this community in this state. But God's people will rise. They will rise. They will rise. They will rise. They will rise in great places of visibility. And watch what I'll do in your schools, says the Lord. Watch what I'll do in your schools, says the Lord. For I'm about to visit your children in schools, says the Lord. I'm about to visit children in schools, says the Lord. You can feel that. Know it by the Spirit, not by your head. Don't let logic stop God. I'm smart, but I don't want to. You can be so smart, you talk yourself out of God. Watch how powerful this little boy interrupt the whole thing. And I took his walker off the side. And this is from 2,000 people. And that boy, he took a couple irky-jerky steps, his faith. God, and I said, you start saying, God loves me. 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 Now take off my hand. And he took off all by himself in front of 2,000 people the first time in his life, 15 years of age. A boy with cerebral palsy, no special effects. Nobody falling down asking for offerings to put them on Christian television. The real freaking thing, the Bible. The Bible says our hands laid on hurting people. When you focus on how much God loves you, faith becomes easy to receive. 
if I was you, no matter your age, whether you're 80 like Moses or you're 17 like a freaking David battling a Goliath. doesn't matter if you're age or you're like 16, a Josiah, a young king coming in, or you're a young Solomon, or you're a Queen Esther. I would make no difference. If I was you throughout my next seven days, I would walk around as going, God, I receive your love. God, I receive your love. Your love's working in me. It's healing me. Your love's changing me. Your love's opening doors, bringing contracts to me. Your love's enriching my life. Your love's filling my home, filling my kids, inspiring wisdom and ideas. What if you saw love and control of everything? Fear doesn't exist. That's the only spirit the devil has to manipulate and to stop. Fear will paralyze, sterilize, and polarize you. Look at me for a minute. Look at me. Some of you gone, you lost your confidence. It got shook in three years of all kinds of chaos in the world. We didn't know who to believe. Come on. We became vacillating. Come on. One minute we were up, meteor-minded. The next minute we're down. Like James says, we became meteor-minded of two minds, unstable in all of our ways. God's looking to put some stability of faith back inside of people so that they would live out of a place of strength of the word of God, not by what's going on in the external world, but we live by the word of God. Jesus said we will live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Someone say, my faith will work for me. Touch the person next to you. Pretend we're at T.D. Jakes' church. Say, 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 your faith will work for you too. Come on, homie. Come on, hustler. Come on, come on, come on, you smart businessman. You serious person, you. Come on, look at me. Smile like you got energy. Smile like you got juice. Come on. You got 82 muscles in your face. Use them. Give them a workout. Release some dopamine in your brain. Have a little cocaine effect on your brain. Without having cocaine. I said it to the first service. You came out of your mama's womb with a shout. If you didn't, that doctor spanked your booty to make sure you had a shout in you. You look at most people now, that shout's been reduced to a whisper. Well, did you see what Fox News said? Did you see what CNN said? Yeah, they're owned by the same thing. BlackRock, George Soros. Pay attention. I speak a lot in those areas. I still know what I'm dealing with. Well, uh, you know, we've been through so many hard times. I've been, but not, look at what happened to that shout inside you. The Bible says life's to get better and better. Glory to glory. Strength to strength. Faith to faith. Joy to joy. The path of the righteous gets brighter, Proverbs says. You ain't going to go out like all toe up, all beat up, all sick. Well, this is the way Mimo went to heaven. Why does that be the way you got to go to heaven? Why, why, by the way, why are you trying to get to heaven so bad anyway? You weren't even made for it. Come on now. Come on now. If you were made for heaven, don't you think Jesus would have already gotten you there? You didn't fall from heaven. You fell from glory. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You fell from glory. That means you fell from the potential and the presence of God. The reason Jesus came was to pay enough blood that you don't have to pay for your own sin so you could be reconnected to your source because a product is only as good as its designer and as its source because only the source knows what it was intended to do. You're only as good as your source. If you're your source, you're limited. But when you reconnect, the glory comes back inside you. Maybe the glory of God is to live out who Jesus is inside you. That's why the Bible says Christ in you is a hope that glory will come out. 
Think about what you're pregnant with right now. His nature's inside you. You're not a mere woman. You ain't a mere man. You're not your past. Don't let your normal be your enemy. Don't let your then talk you out of what's to be happening in your future. You realize the capabilities? You could walk on water if you needed to. You can cleanse lepers and AIDS people if you needed to. That same abilities inside you. Paul didn't say, believers, don't pray, God, take away all their trouble. Paul never prayed, God, take away all their challenges in the world, evil rulers. He wrote that when Nero was chopping Christians' heads off. That's why when you read, God gives me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind, that came to Timothy when Nero was chopping Christians' heads off. Come on, throwing them in bags of snakes and setting them on fire. And he said, have a sound mind that God gave you, even in the midst of other people's minds going crazy. Watch out, power. Paul prayed, Ephesians 1, 17 through 21, you need to pray that over yourself and your kids. You will see God answer his word prayer for you. The Holy Spirit put it in there. That God will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your heart, not these eyes. Eyes that look are common, but eyes that see are rare. You ever wonder, like, why we come into a church and we sing all the fast songs? <laughs> and then we sing the slow songs? Come on. And then people go, ugh. You ever wonder why we do all that? We just do a lot of behaviors, right? We don't even know why we do sometimes what we do. David said it was in the presence of God it affected his singing. He learned and saw things that went beyond his intellect and what he could see with his natural eyes. He says, thy presence affects my eye. Isn't the presence of what you watch on TV or listen to affect the way you see the world and other people? Can't you begin to demonize people that God loves? Come on, and reject people that Jesus accepts all because of what you view? The atmosphere you permit determines the fruit you produce. Anybody, are you with me for a minute? Watch how powerful this is. I used a story in the front in the first service. I remember a couple weeks ago I was on a tarmac and I got a call from President Trump, uh, President Trump's house. And there was these people in his house, and they called me and they said, Listen, I'm standing here with Bruce Jenner. It doesn't matter what you think about President Trump or not, okay? Mr. Trump's been always I, I met him one time, he was nice. That was it. But I, I'll say there was somebody in the house there, and Bruce Jenner's there. And Bruce Jenner was known as he was the person that broke this whole transgender to bring confusion in. Barack Obama used him as the scapegoat. Whether you like him or not, I gave a word to Barack Obama. Don't hate on me. Come on. God loves him like he loves Joe Biden, like he loves them all. But they all need deliverance massively. Come on, somebody. And someone, please take away President Trump's phone from him. Twitter fingers, shut up. And they're sitting on the tarmac, and they said, what is the Lord saying to Bruce Jenner? Caitlin, they called him. And I remember sitting there, oh, my gosh, like I'm on the spot. I'm about to take off. And I started, I started praying in tongues. That's all I know how to do. Come on, because sometimes you can't get to the natural, just ho supernatural. is hoping. If you don't pray in tongues, you should. God, uh, Jesus made that a gift available to everybody. And the Bible says he wants you to build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. In fact, if you started praying in the Holy Spirit 10 minutes a day and focusing on God loves you, you'll wipe out so much of the anxiety and the panic attacks. Why? Because the devil can respond to your prayers in English, but when you pray in tongues, only you and God know what God's saying, and you bypass... 
I started praying, and all of a sudden I had a revelation, and he showed me this is what I'm saying, and he showed me how things happened for Bruce and what led to him to get to that point and all these things, and my whole perception of atmosphere changed, and I saw how much God loved him, and I put him in a box where I believed, oh, my goodness, you do this, 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 and this, and I didn't know that I had certain judgments in my heart, and God was showing me, I want to give you a different paradigm that you can see things that love is in control, love God's love. He's not has love. He is love, and love pursues what's lost. Love pursues what's dark. It pursues an addict. It pursues strife. It pursues an adulterer, a murderer. It pursues a, a person that's bound by bitterness. God's love don't quit on anybody. And what he was saying to me when he gave me that word for him was he said, he says, if you judge him, you can't influence him. If you let the spirit of even the Christian community get inside you where you're critical, that makes you so much better. And the only reason you're in a better spot is because of my grace. Why would you shut that off from somebody else? Don't put a two on his head and put a ten on your own head thinking you're better because you don't have his struggle. You weren't there when he was seven years old. You weren't there when things happened that he did not ask for as a child. And now adulthood is playing out his childhood you know, stuff that he went through. with me on this thing. I got to go to my message. Watch. You need a faith that believes. Someone say believes. believes. Someone say believes like you got energy. Believes. Jesus said to the blind man, man, to Matthew 9, 29, whatever you believe, you become what you believe. How many of you know beliefs are the guiding force of your life? They determine your generosity of time, energy, and spirit. Your beliefs about this church determine how much you're invested or you're interested. If you're a spectator, you participate, right? Your beliefs about people determine whether you do business with them. Your beliefs about Mexican food determine whether you eat it or not. Come on. And if you don't, we'll have deliverance for you after. Come on. Because the Lord knows Mexican food is brilliant. After you see Jesus in heaven, you'll go right to the right. Come on, Mario's tacos, right to the right. Mexican, the Mexican will be there. Beliefs are powerful. If you believe life is a race, you always value rushing. If you believe life's a party, you'll celebrate but not do nothing productive. Come on, we have a lot of those people living on mom and dad's couch right now. Come on, they have an entitlement plan, not an engagement plan. How many know that's true? And the government loves it. Please, they want to make you slaves of poverty by being hooked to whatever tactics and bait their little delicacies they can throw out to you. If you don't believe that's true, go watch Nebuchadnezzar try to do that to Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel and all the rest of them and give them demon gods' names. And Daniel said, you may label me that, but that's who you may be on the outside. That's not who I am on the inside. I ain't taking your delicacies. Let me just throw this out. This is good for somebody. Are you for sale? Are you, do little delicacies, do they, did they give you enough to be for sale? Hopefully you don't. If you believe, though, that life is a sacred gift, how much more rejoicing would you do in your life? How much more gratefulness? You have a lot to be grateful for. So in the first service last night, yesterday, 300,000 people died in the world, and you're still here. If you got 15 American dollars in your name, you are in the top 12% of the richest people in the world. When I was in Tanzania not too long ago, I was in Africa, and this lady took me into her dung hut made of dung. And she goes, I can't wait to take you. Look at what God gave me. And it was the size of maybe from here to here to here to here, a little square. She walked me into her hut. Look at what God gave me. 
Look at I got two pairs of clothes. Look at that. She was ecstatic, worshiping a 60-year-old woman. Look at this is where I get to make meals and rejoice. I get to eat sometimes twice a day. Look at this is my bed right next to the little water thing. This is where I lay my head and I dream for my kids and I say my prayers. And look at, I even got a fence outside. You know, the, the people made it in our, in our community because to keep the elephants and the lions out. Look at what God's blessed me with. But a couple weeks prior, I was at a 48,000 square foot home, self-made billionaire, who brings me into his home to speak to his people. And I got lost in going to his bathroom, by the way. His butler had to come find me. It's a true story. I spoke at some odd places. I spoke at Suge Knight's house from Death Row Records. I spoke at Eddie Murphy's house. I spoke at some crazy flipping places in my life. And more is to come. prophesy that over myself why because one time God said stop looking for me in the light go look for me in the dark and you're going to find me I'm going to give, give you treasure but it's going to be dark places you can't judge things by the outside I gave you redemptive eyes to see what I can do in the dark I work in the dark I move in the dark I brood by my spirit in the dark and I command light out of the darkness I command healing out of the death I command something to flourish in the midst of poverty if you got around me, you'd have a whole different mentality, not because I'm that good, because I live in this. It's on me. You get around me, it'll jump on you. You can't convince me. Why? Well, I don't believe in the whole abundance. Then heaven's not for you. You shouldn't be going to church. You're in the wrong spot. Go to that other one with Joseph Smith down the road. Therefore, you can work your way into an oblivion and be separate from your spouse and your kids. Don't tell that to my Mormon friends. Come on, somebody. Because I have a lot of them. We're not videotaping today, so I just went there. I love my Mormon friends. Come on. I love people. Watch. What if you believe I am? What follows your I am? Am I clumsy? Am I not enough? Am I a white man in a black man's world? Am I an Asian woman in a, in a white person's world? What am I? Who am I? You ask most people, they tell you by what they do, but you're not a human doing, you're a human being. The scripture says in James 1.24, don't forget what manner of person you are, but look into the word of God as a law of liberty. I told a story about a woman, Marina Chapman, at five years of age, they took her from her home. She was kidnapped in Columbia. They took her to the jungle at five years old all by herself and left her. Took her mother and she left her all by herself in the middle of the jungle. A five-year-old little girl. She cried out, Mama, Mama, help me, help me, help me. No mama came. The whole day she sat there until she wept and cried, fell asleep hungry. She woke up and she was surrounded by monkeys. True story. Big ones, small ones, scary. And they're making all kinds of scary sounds in the jungle. Imagine a five-year-old little girl in the middle of a Colombian jungle. Doesn't even know her ABCs and one, two, threes. And no one's around but monkeys staring at her. And one of them swatted her. They hit her on the side. Then another one came, put her hands right in her hair, started messing with her face. She got so scared that she began to say, stop it, and yelled at the monkeys. When she did it, they froze, she said. They paralyzed. That would be a good way, and I said this in the first service, but you need to hear this again. Now, here's this. You need to be it that way with your spiritual adversaries. You're asking God to do something he already did. Jesus said it's finished, not to be continued. You ought to look at challenges in your life and say, if there's an enemy involved trying to steal peace, joy, life, anything that steals life, Jesus defends life. 
Jesus is pro-life. I have no problem saying that. That's not a political statement. He is life. Anything that takes away life, he fights against it. If you want a sure way to find out what God's for, he's for life. If you want to find out what he hates, anything that will steal quality of life. That's why he was anointed to heal all oppressed of the devil. Every person Jesus healed was oppressed by the devil, not oppressed by God, which religious tradition will tell you that's the truth. What a life on the pit of hell. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You've seen me, this is what God's like. Watch how powerful. This girl was there, all these monkeys. She said, stop it. And once she they paralyzed. When you resist the enemy, he'll flee. You get what you tolerate. You can tolerate depression, I prophesy, you'll get it. You can tolerate it, you'll get more of it. You can tolerate being unhappy, you can tolerate being angry, critical, cynical. You can, hey, if you can tolerate being bitter and being all unbelieving, you'll get more of it. If you could tolerate a political atmosphere in your house where everything's judged by what the government's doing, come on. Plus, why are you trying to serve a government? You serve a king. He was a king before they were ever in power. Their power will bow its knee to your king. If you serve a king, the Bible says when the shout of the king is among you, doors will open before you. But if the shout of the government is in your mouth, then what's going to happen? Doors from heaven will shut against you. I feel there's something I remember that said. When the shout of the king is among you. Some of you want to change the atmosphere of your life, and why is that important? The Lord said this to me back about two months ago. I told Katrina, he says, in these next three months, I'm going to restore funds to people, opportunities that people lost over the last three years. They're ending a supernatural season of restoration. And for many people, it says it will seem like a dream come true. How did this happen? How did this happen? Psalm 126, you got to read it on your own time. But it says, when you restored our, turned our captivity around, we were like those that dreamed a dream. It seems so unreal. Then our mouths will fill with laughter and singing. Man, the, the God, I believe, is clothing every one of us with a garment of praise. That spirit of heaviness is going to lift off your home. Come on. You start rejoicing and praising God. You don't praise him for all the negative things, but you praise him that he's making a way where there is no way, that he's making a way out of your situation. He inhabits the praise of his people. Miss Universe, I stood over her bed in a coma for over two and a half, she was there for about two and a half weeks in a coma. Her son, an MMA fighter, and he said, hey, yo, I saw you pray for so-and-so, the cancer, and they got healed, stage four. Can you come in and pray for my mama? Yeah, so I went to the hospital there, and the doctor was standing right there. And it's easy when other people are watching you just to fall in to let, their, let that atmosphere, oh, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to look dumb. I want to just let, come on. How many know the fear of man can paralyze your faith? That's why it says to fix your eyes on Jesus, the author of your faith. And I sat there, and, I, and, I, and he goes, I want you to pray. And I could feel, though, the nervousness. I could feel, come on. How many know faith is not what you feel? It's how you move your feet and how, what you do. You can feel fear and still use faith. Some of you need to move from ideas and move from intention to inception and begin to take action because your slack hand is making you poor because you're waiting to feel strong enough before you take action in a certain direction. And God's trying to use your faith to activate things that are dormant in you because there's an abundance if you'll stretch, but you're waiting to feel stretched to do it. Faith don't work that way. Faith says, I'm going to do it, and then I do it. 
Face says, I'm going to do it, then I'm going to do it. When Tiger Woods was playing his best, I remember walking with Tiger. Tiger Woods goes, I'm the greatest golfer in the world. I make these shots. My father, he would talk to himself. Earl Woods, your daddy. Your daddy says, this is the way you hit this shot. He would say this, and there's thousands around him, but he was so locked in. He would say, when you get here, this is what you do. You hit it at a 30-degree angle to the left, and it will go in the hole. You're Tiger Woods, the greatest golfer in the world. That's the way he spoke to himself. Philemon 1.6 in the Bible says, your faith becomes effectual. When you confess every good thing that's in you, in Christ Jesus. Oh, not every wrong thing. As I began to thank God, I closed my eyes and I started saying, thank you. Praise you. I praise you. The doctors, like, freaking jokester. Miss Universe laying there. Freaking jokester. Doctor just kind of watched. I lifted my hands. They're going to give us, give them something to talk about. They're going to talk about you anyways. Give them something to talk about. No press is bad press. Let your light so shine before men. Doesn't mean be a religious weirdo. But when was the last time you used your faith to put yourself on the line for somebody else? No, on the line for somebody else. When was the last time you got your hands soiled with AIDS? I know what that's like, to go put my hands in the middle of Africa and pull out kids with AIDS all over their body, and their own African families will despise them and throw them in a dump. I know it's like to pick them up and put them in my own hand. When I picked them up in front of a church crowd, I held this beautiful little chocolate M&M, little boy Boniface in my hands. Never walked, never talked, four years of age. And he was gray and jaundice, and they gave him very little, the, the doctors, very little chance. And I wicked him up on my arm, and I hugged him, and I kissed him on the side of the cheek, and the whole African community goes, oh, this is in the church. And I did it more. I said, God, I would rather go to heaven than this little boy. There's no way I'm letting this boy go out with AIDS. Hell no. Hell no. Heaven, yes. No way. I'm not going to sit there and pray some pansy Christian prayer. Lord, if it be your will, little kids struggling to breathe. <gasps> Two-year-old. <gasps> Tell me God made that to put that on somebody? Where do we get this? Faith will make you aggressive to put yourself on the line for people. I hope you prosper, but as Pastor Collins said earlier, I hope you have enough faith that you put yourself on the line for somebody else. Because at some point, I'm going to leave everything that I have to somebody else. It don't matter how cool my shoes are, where I've been, what I know. The only thing I could take with me to heaven are my experiences of faith where I loved enough to put myself on the line to encourage, to empower. And every one of us can do this. That little boy to this day, that's 14 years later. He walks, runs, talks. Not one trace of HIV or AIDS in that body. He's still to this day, 14 years later. When I stood over Miss Universe, I began to just thank God and praise him. You shift your satellite dish to the All Things Are Possible network. Why? You can't get an AM radio station on FM dial, can you? Sometimes you got to go. You've been locked into that frequency, what TikTok has got to say. Come on, young people. What is Instagram saying? Mature people, Facebook, all my friends. Are... As I started thinking and said, praising God, that doctor kind of smirked and smiled, and I just kept going. 
I thank you. I thank you that you're good. I thank you you're still the healer. I thank you you're still the way maker. I thank you that you're still the provider. I thank you that you're Emmanuel, God with me. With me, not just with Moses, not just with David, not just with Esther, you're with me. Not just with Billy Graham, you're with me. Yes, I got weakness, but you're with me. I got a revelation when I walk into a room, you're with me. On my good days, on my bad days, when I suck, when I'm emotional, when I'm a great lover, when I'm a poor lover, you're with me. You never leave me. You never, I, you endorsed me. You're with me. I'm backed by you, Jehovah Elyon. You don't got Nike behind you, but you got Jehovah Elyon behind you. The God above every God. Maybe that's why David said, by you I'll run a troop. By you I'll scale a wall. By you I'll bring down a mountain. By you I'll overtopple a government. And then when I did, all of a sudden I started praising God. That woman reached out her arm and grabbed mine and pulled it down. In a moment after being in a coma for two and a half weeks, she completely came out of that coma. They released her from the hospital only hours afterwards, and her right mind completely came out. It didn't come from some fancy prayer. Let me try to convince God to go big. He was big before you was here. You ever hear like Christians, I know you can heal them. It's like, duh, go check out my resume, www.jehovahrapha.com. You can't help it when you get him, he puts out healing. When you get around him, he puts out victory. When you get around him, he puts out provision. When you get around him, he puts out direction as your shepherd to lead you and guide you, anoint your head with oil so your cup don't run out. Oh, my goodness. We're over, but let me say this. I'll finish this story because of the Marina Chapman. And I end with this, and I'll pray. That girl that was in the middle of the jungle, one day she saw a mirror on the floor. She knew it was a mirror. She grabbed it. When she looked at it, she threw it down because she saw two eyes looking back. Remember, she'd been five years old when she first got to the jungle. For five years, she was in the jungle all by herself. In that time, she forgot how to speak her language. She learned to walk on all fours, and she learned to climb and live with monkeys. True story. She had no parents around. Five years by herself. No human contact for five years. Learned to live as a monkey. She saw a shiny thing on the floor. She went down and climbed down from a tree, picked it up. It was a mirror. And when she did, she threw it down because it scared her. She climbed up the tree and climbed back down. This is a human being we're talking about. 10 years of age, picked up the mirror. And when she did, she looked and she looked at the monkeys and she realized, I'm not one of them. She goes, I don't know what I am, but I'm not that. I'm not the world around me. I'm not that. I don't know. She kept looking at herself over and over. No wonder the scripture says, go to the mirror of God's word because the word of the mirror of God's word will tell you you're not what you feel. It'll tell you you're not your sins. You're not your past. It will tell you, you come on, you ain't dying, but you're living. It will tell you that your life's getting better. You'll see you're the righteousness of God. You'll see you're anointed by God, created by God, wisdom from God. You're excellent and got an excellent spirit inside you. The word will tell you who you are. Five weeks later, hunters rescued her. Today, she's a grandmother. Her mind got renewed through the word of God because she first looked into the mirror. 
She is now a woman in her right mind. She's a grandmama. She got married, able to live a whole life where she no longer lived like an animal because she said, I learned to see myself through the mirror and I realized what I was not. But then once I got into the word, I realized what I am. Imagine what your faith begins as you begin to declare what I am. Who are you? You're the righteousness of God. You're the healed of God. You're the favored of God. You're the blessed of God. You're the strength. Come on. Come on, help me with this thing. That little boy that I told you was cerebral palsy. And he came up there. He goes, I'm loved by God, and now I'm healed by God. And that little boy a couple weeks ago on that little wheelchair or that little walker never took off before in his life. He found supernatural strength and mobility in his legs. He found movement where he couldn't. Why am I saying that? You're about to find new movement in your life. You're about to find new mobility in your life. Everyone lift your hands toward heaven. Say, Holy Spirit, come near me. We can feel his presence, boom, flow through people right now. People I pray that have breathing problems would be healed right now. Asthma would be healed. Lord, the healing flow, I pray through people's lungs. People that had COVID and have lasting effects from COVID, I pray your creative miracle healing presence, you're going to feel a warmth go through your lungs right now. I command that to be removed. Lord, as it is in heaven, let it be on earth right now, flow. People that have had really tight osteoporosis, I see it in knees, where there's been clicking and tightness in knees and joints around the knee in the kneecap. Thank you that healing's flowing into that area right now. Lord, I thank you for your healing presence, removing osteoporosis. That's you begin to move your knees, begin to move your legs. There's a couple women here with circulation challenges and you're being healed right now. This is going to be beautiful. This is going to be very, very beautiful right now. And brain fog, brain fog is lifting off people too. I can see that. Lord, remove plaque from people's arteries, I pray. Remove plaque from people's arteries. Who has a really rapid heartbeat? Your heart just runs. You do, miss? Come around here. Touch my hand. Close your eyes. Jesus, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood like we did at Facebook with Mark Zuckerberg, boom, go through her. You're going to feel a warmth go through that area of your body. I thank you, God, for calming that heart, the arrhythmia, the rhythm of her heart the rhythm of her heart, and on the electrical side of your heart. That's where it's at. Watch this electrical side. You're going to feel a warm pressure, almost like a finger touch the electrical side of your heart, the inner chamber. One, two, three. Go through you. Boom. Take a deep breath. Breathe that in. What did you just feel go through you? Warmth. Take a deep breath all that rapid heartness, heartbeat. Where's it at now? Do you feel peace? Do you feel what? You're a little nervous like what's going to happen to you? Nothing bad's going to happen to you. I was at Facebook and they invited me to be a motivational speaker. They didn't know they invited a prophet. They just thought they're inviting a motivational speaker. This is not too long ago. Me and my, my lover were there and it was the wokest culture on the planet. <laughs> And it was dark. I'll say that. I'll use that. They had a guy hypnotizing people before me. And I went in there, started speaking, and I called the girl out of the crowd, and I told her about a dream she's had for two years. 
and they told me you got 30 minutes and when the 30 minutes is over we're pulling you off the freaking stage <laughs> no matter what and we walked out of there two hours and 47 minutes later <laughs> deaf a woman from china in the back her whole shoulder blade and back jesus healed in front of them all they're like we thought you were a speaker but you're like a healer I go, I know. They go, we feel your energy. I go, oh my gosh, I know. My energy's got a name. Peace over you too. I watch how quiet your heart gets. Aren't you glad you came to church today? Free healthcare. Better than Barack Trump's or Biden's plan. Who has pain in your wrist? You're tight in your wrist. You have like you guys, you have carpal tunnel. You do? For real? Which one? The left one? Okay, let me put my hand on it. It seems so weird. God would tell, put your hand on someone that's hurting and they're going to get well. He's like, you do something dumb and I'll do something brilliant. <laughs> has that ever made sense to anybody? Like that's in the Bible. If you're going to believe John 3, 16, you got to believe that part, right? Yeah. It's easy to take like and just pray for and say, I'll pray a corporate prayer and then go run in the back. That's not what we do at Awaken. We go on and put ourselves on the line for people. Some healings are instant, some are gradual, but aren't you glad that we serve a healing God? We command those tunnels to open, and I thank you that blood flows, all that inflammation. And Lord, I thank you for that injury being healed, that injury being healed. You're going to feel great, and not tingly, those tingly in your fingertips and the knuckle, you're going to feel it's going to go away. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing total healing over his hand and over his tunnels of his arms in jesus name watch move your wrist look for what just happened i definitely felt the tingly <laughs> what happened where's all the where's all the pain and stiffness for real who helped you we only prayed to one god i didn't pray to joseph i didn't pray to allah i didn't pray to muhammad i didn't pray to buddha i didn't pray to confucius only jesus gets credit isn't that awesome isn't that really cool God loves you enough. Isn't he wonderful? Sometimes I tell him that, like, I'm so into you. <laughs> Man, you, make, you flip my lid, you do it for me. It's so beautiful. It's not just the healing, it's the fact that he loves somebody so much. One day you'll see him face to face and you can thank him that way. Isn't that cool? Free healthcare. Awesome. Who's been having a uh, real pain in your lower back on the left-hand side? I can feel that. You, sir, can I pray for you? What's your name? And I know I'm a little bit over. You guys can give me just a couple minutes. Are you okay? I want to be honorable. We're honorable with respecting your time. This is your life. But I want to, can I just pray for you for a second? Stand up for my friend. You got muscles. I love it. Okay, can I stand on the chairs? I guess I already did it. Jesus, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, help Bruce. We're in Boise, Idaho today. You know that state that you love and that you prophesied about earlier in the meeting tonight. I thank you for your healing presence flowing through his, oh, there it is. Go through all of that area and his structural damage. I pray you go through that ligament there and that nerve that's been inflamed. I see it. I see an actual nerve inflamed. Watch this. I'll put my finger on it right there. Be healed. How do you know these things? I don't know. I didn't go to, I went to Bible school and I flunked out because I cussed too much. True story. I don't cuss a lot now. I did then. 26 years ago, give me grace. But I just started believing that whatever Jesus said could happen, could happen. 
and I take shots at it. And you become good at what you practice. You practice golf, you become good. You practice, come on, carpentry, you become good at it. You practice miracles, you become good at what you practice. Move your back and look for healing now. Watch, start moving your back. It's going to get limber. There should be a difference there. And God also is going to open up. Do you feel that difference in there? For reals, move it around. I know I'm asking you to like Tybo, Billy Blank, stretch it all out in front of everybody. Is there a difference there? What's the difference? Come over here. Everyone needs to see this. For all three years, you've had numbness going what? Watch this. Where's all that numbness right now? Um, just a little bit on my left side down, but where all the other pain go. All the numbness go. Um, it's it's like most almost gone. Real? Walk with me for a minute. Pull you into my world. I did this at the White House. Why not? Let's put the Jesus style on display. At the end of the day, it's only going to be what He says about your life that counts, anyways, right? And everybody else, they're going to be there at the end. I've done a lot of stuff I'm not too proud of, but thank God for mercy. Come on. 26 years ago, I remember March 7th, 1996. Come on, 8.44 p.m., Rex died. He became a new creation. All that old stuff got washed away in the blower of the blood of Jesus and the grace of God. And the grace of God's been working. And one thing that I know for life is one day I'm going to stand before him and see that smile. If you ever want to know why I put myself on the line, you can go look at my other messages. I've talked about it a couple of times. I saw that smile one time in my life. I could care less what anybody thinks about me. My wife will tell you, I don't care. I don't give a flip who you are as far as your opinion of me. I care who you are and your value. Because when you see value, you add value. But I know one thing that I'm going to see that smile one more time. And all that times that I put myself on the line for him. I'm going to see that smile. Let that smile be your goal. You want that smile. When you see those eyes that really are alive and full of flame, and so much love comes out of them that he speaks. There's so much brilliance comes off his face. He's so real. He's not a story. He's not the Easter bunny. He's not an idea. He's not a holiday. He's a living God. He's alive. He made you. He wanted you. He only made you to love you. Don't play hard to get with him. He only made you to love you. He's real. One day you'll see him face to face. You'll see through those nails in his hands, and you'll even see the scars on his body that paid for your healing. And you'll be able to worship him. All the little things, all the times you serve, all the times you give, all the times you think go unnoticed, and you're just doing things, he's taking it into a book. And one day he'll reward you. One day he'll reward you. Did you feel that? Oh, look at that. Isn't that dope? What just happened? Move it. Look for healing. What is yeah? A lot better? Aren't you glad you came to church today? That's cool. You to church every day? There's a reward going to come to your life. You're going to see something happen, two different dates. You're going to see something happen on November 18th. Then you're going to see something happen again around January 23rd. 
One of them's going to be in the form of like a trip. I think you're going to go like on a fishing type trip or something like that. I don't know if you're into that, but I, I, you're going to go like on a boat. You're a fisherman? Like I said, cool. I see you on a fishing boat. I'm just telling you what I see. Thank you. He says he meets you with good things. Your expectation of good things hitting you, not just you giving them, is about to increase. There's more he wants to give you than sometimes you push back a little bit. He's going to open up for all the good things he wants to give you. You're a reward in this kingdom. You're honored in this kingdom. Awesome. Come on, aren't you glad? I like you, man. Okay, I got to wrap this up because I've been a little over. Give me one second. Give me one second for a minute. Can you just close your eyes and put your hand on the shoulder, hand on the shoulder of the person left and your right? We don't normally go this little long over, but thank you, Lord. Just, just for a minute, just pray from the best you know how for 15 minutes, seconds. Just pray like God would do miracles for them. Actually, really pray for them. Pray like you would out of your soul. Come on. Your prayers can make a difference. The prayers of God's people, it makes power available. I thank you for dissolving lumps in women's breasts. I thank you for dissolving lumps. I see two lumps. Lord, I thank you for removing every bit of cancer from people's bodies. I pray in Jesus' name, let healing flow. I thank you that word, that small C has to bow to the big C, Christ Jesus. I thank you that Jesus, your healing presence, would go through, I pray, regenerate cells, white blood cell counts, red blood cell counts. I pray, replenish, renew. Was somebody like in a fall, like a fall, like some type of an accident in a fall, and you hurt your hip area or you, your, your hip or your leg? You, you, ma'am, what happened? Like in the last two years? When was it? If you stayed in this, we can swim. Wednesday night, it's online. You can go watch it. Like God was giving me names of people's nicknames that were tattooed on their body. And like the crazy people, like blind and just crazy stuff. Watch how cool this is going to be. Can I put your hand up on her hip? Then when she dips, you dip, we dip. Okay. That's not on the Hillsong track. I got beats in my head. Come on. I don't know all the church songs. I got like Stevie Wonder or Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Little John Legend when he's not being political. I like John. You felt that go through you right there. Isn't that wild? You'll feel it gets stronger. It'll be very hot almost like a medication. Watch how wild this is. On the bone, he's in a, he's in a, he's in a remove, I see something on the actual bone. He's gonna remove that. Thank you. Watch this, one, two, three, boom, there it is. Now lift your legs up, watch this. What just happened? For reals, tell the truth, what just happened? Pain is gone. For reals? For reals, would it normally hurt to walk like this? Okay, we're gonna run just to give the devil a heart attack. 
Is that crazy? Is that for reals? No, we didn't talk about this earlier. I didn't offer you money. You didn't talk to my agent. What just happened and who healed you? Jesus, God, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, God, for the increase over her life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for supernatural influence and increase over her life. And leadership and the prophetic gift in her life. Flow through her. Be healed. Let me help some people real quick. Somebody's shoulder, their labrum. I got to move a little fast. Someone's labrum. Your labrum? You, sir? Which one? The right, right one? I had surgery when I was playing for the Boston Red Sox. They scrape stuff out of there. It freaking hurts. What's your name? Scott. Scott, what a good guy. Come on. Give it up for Scott. Come on. Scott looks cool. I wish I was in shorts like Scott. God, thank you for helping Scott. I thank you that Jesus, you love him. Thank you. Healing belongs to Scott because it's the children's bread, you said. So we say, give us this day our daily bread. Go into that area, and I pray you would remove the clicking, the pain, and his range of motion would be restored now. His range of motion would be restored now, and all that pain and inflammation would go. I thank you that you're going to really bless Scott. I thank you that, God, these next three years, economically, you're going to have an investment, an investment. I don't know if it's a property or an investment. I see the, like a coin, and it's on one side. It has value, but it flips to the other side, and it has extreme value. And watch what I'm about to make flip in your life. I, as I flip tables upside down in a church, watch me flip this investment and just show you that it's me, not you. It's me that brings the whole thing together. You've been in a holding pattern, like saying, God, when am I going to land? When am I going to land? And God says, watch what I do, even positioning things here for the next three years over these next three months. You'll see a swift increase, and then things will be, it won't be a lull, but it won't be with the big giant. Then all of a sudden, it'll begin to spiral. You'll begin to see a spiral of it, almost like a, you'll see like a, like a tornado. It'll start to spiral. Thank you, Jesus. Is your mother still with us on the earth? Yeah. yeah. She's been, she's been having some pain. I see it in her, in her feet or her knees or like her legs, her lower legs. Lord, let healing go through the, her feet, her legs. Restore his mother unto health, his beautiful mother. Thank you for that beautiful woman of God. Thank you for touching Scott. You're going to feel that go strong through your arm. Boom, there it goes. You feel that energy going through? That's crazy, huh? I feel like my hand's been plugged into a socket for like six hours. Start moving your shoulder. What just happened? For real? When was the last time that you felt that good? I just don't do that. <laughs> Who healed you? Jesus. That's awesome. Is this your lovely wife? Bonus day. Looks like you guys are going to be doing, have a really neat thing that's going to happen for you. You're a good woman. Dang hard on yourself, though. He's a good shepherd. If he takes care of birds, how much more he'll take care of you. I never saw a bird stressed out. They go to Taco Bell, then they go to the Broncos game over here. And they poop on a car from the Taco Bell. They ate it. And then they go down and get, come on, Panda Express off Capitol Boulevard. Come on, Boise people. 
Don't act like this L.A. boy don't know what's up. Peace over you. I feel that too. If you've really been feeling a lot of heaviness and oppression against your mind, there's been moments I've been the speaker and I answer my own altar call. Like I was hurting. Because you can go through life and life can, be, can hit you. I know what it's like to have people leave you in your life, stab you in the back and twist the knife, and it feels like you won't recover. But God told me one time, he said, Rex, I'm going to not just give you a comeback, but it will be a comeback and beyond, not a go back or a catch up. And if you're struggling here and you feel oppression over your mind, just honestly lift your hands. I'm not going to make you talk into a mic. Thank you. It's a lot of our friends. Look at our friends. Beautiful, powerful, wonderful people. Nothing's wrong with you. You didn't do something to let that all happen. If you're close to them, put your hand on your sh their shoulder, not their head. Never put your hand on their head when you pray. It'll freak people out. Plus, they don't get healed that way. They get healed when you put your hand on their shoulder quicker. Lord, I thank you today for breaking oppression off people. That spirit of heaviness has to leave today. I thank you for supernatural peace would come over people's minds and hearts. I thank you for rest. I thank you for rest. I thank you for supernatural peace and depression and depressive thoughts. There's even somebody here today, you're a woman and you thought about maybe terminating your life early. I came to interrupt your funeral ahead of time. You're going to live and your kids are not going to see you in a coffin, says the Lord. You're here. I'm not going to call you out. I have an idea of what your name is. I'm not going to do that to you, but you're here today and you've actually thought and contemplating ending your life and you thought about it before the end of the year. And the Lord sent me to tell you today that I'm interrupting your funeral before it happens because you're going to outlive. You're going to outlive this. You're not going to die in it. You're going to outlive it. I cancel Satan's plans against you. I command that tormenting spirit. Phonasha goes in Jesus' name. Oh, I felt that. What's your name? Artie. God, thank you for great grace over Artie. Thank you for favor, what he puts his hand to do. Thank you for a heart of wisdom and wonder. Wisdom and wonder over him. Thank you for it. How many of you like church today? I went long. Nobody left. I try to be honorable about people's tension. I love your faith, dude. You're shiny. I like you. Yeah, you with the beard. My beard. Stand up with like, come on. Shiny, happy people laughing. I think that was the B-52s. What do you want God to do? If I was taking orders for heaven, what would you like to order off the menu? It's quite extensive. Do you mind standing right there for a minute? I love it. There was a man who helped me by the name of Oral Roberts. He laid his hands on over 5 million people dying of tuberculosis, and he was healed. He became a Christian. They did a university after him. Go study him out. More deaf and blind people he'd put his hand on. And Jesus would use him as an evangelist to reach people big in the 50s and the 60s. 
but I remember when he imparted into my life and something changed and I just pray the same thing that happened to me that that would come on your life and you'd have the character and the integrity and God will help you carry it but that you will reach lost people for him people in addictions would come out people that are sick and that you will be such a great value as all the different ministry gifts work in the local church that this would be such a great ministry that it would reach so many people and bring them in i pray for that to be imparted today boom go through them i thank you for that lord in jesus name i thank you for that there's a i like this little girl who are you sweetheart what's your name can you bring her what's your name Eileen, can you come here? It's okay. I'm going to hook you up. You'll like coming. Watch. I'm a good uncle. Who are you? Eileen? Thank you for letting me take two, two more minutes of your time for Eileen. Is that cool? What do you want Jesus to do for you? And what would you want him to do? You don't know? Okay. For one, I'm going to give you 20 bucks so you can go buy yourself something cool. I'm going to sow where you want to go. I need her to open up so I can pray for him, so I'm going to sow some seed. Louis Anderson, the comedian, saw uh, Eddie Murphy in a restaurant. He wanted to be a comedian, be on TV one day. He saw Eddie Murphy, and he was struggling financially. Louis Anderson, he bought Eddie's whole meal and walked out without even saying hi or who he was. And he just said to the waiter, I bet people do this for Eddie Murphy all the time. Eddie Murphy tracked him down the next day. This is the middle of Missouri. And he goes, are you the guy that bought my flipping meal the other day with all me and my people? He goes, yeah, I'm sure you get that all the time. He goes, no one's ever bought me a meal in my whole entire life. He goes, why would you do it? He goes, I wanted to invest in what I wanted to see happen in my life. You're in a place of visibility. He was doing Raw, Beverly Hills Cop. He goes, I really admire your comedy gift and career. He goes, I wanted to sow where I wanted to go. He goes, well, it's so interesting. I'm doing a movie right now called Coming to America. Why don't I just write you a part into it? And his little seed of $60 and paying for their meal opened a door, and he died worth millions and millions of dollars as a comedian actor. How many know you sow where you want to go? Quick little lesson. So that's for you, sweet pea. I'm going to pray for you real quick, okay? God, thank you for her little life. Thank you that she's going to have a big, big life. I thank you, Jesus, for artistic ability inside of her. Thank you that she'll grow up secure, knowing how loved she is and cared for by you and her beautiful family. And I thank you, Jesus, that, Lord, at the age of 21, that a creative gift is going to open for the world to see through her. It's going to become very, very visible on a local media, and then her visible artistic ability is going to come through her. He's hiding it from my eyes. I don't know if it's in a realm of like art, drawing art, painting art, or like a poetry or speak, I, an art, an art. Show me more, Lord. Show me more, please. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you'll expand the stage at 23. And I say this before it ever comes to pass. And that, Lord, by 28, she'll be known in a lot of different places for what you put inside of her. Thank you for giving her the educators that will see the incredible ability inside of her. And I declare your word over her. She'll be mighty in the land. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.